0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm the other co-host of this podcast. Um, Guys, I'm not going to talk about the weather today. I've decided. We've talked about the weather every single time that we've recorded. We're going on a weather break, you guys. We're we're taking a break from the weather because... (laughs) this is not a weather podcast good news is there's not much to update you guys on yeah it's like actually three days later since we last recorded usually there's like a week and and texas a lot of no we're not talking about the weather we're not doing not it We're not gonna talk about it we're, we're moving on um <laughs> instead i'm gonna talk about i got a wobble this weekend what i is that you don't know what a wobble is why does nobody know what wobbles are like the wobble bubble ball do you know like that commercial when it says that? Come again? <laughs> <laughs> the bubble bubble ball. <laughs> I like, there's things, like there's things like those things that you get in and then you like play soccer with them and you like push people over with them. No, but that is super fun. <laughs> those um, are really it's fun. More, like I have a tiny Wubble. It's like a bubble, but it's a ball and it's like you can hit it and play with it. And it's like, it's so like a it's bubble. Kind of Like a bouncy ball kinda. Similar, but it's like tiny. Mine's tiny. Hold on. I'm gonna show you a picture. And it glows in the dark. And last night, well, okay, i have two stories about my wobble. I can't say without I can't take it seriously. It's like how people I blew can't mine say- up my, like way more than I should. So it's not that small. Oh cool. Those look really cool. They're it's like how people so can't fun. say bubble without smiling or something like that. You know that like oh yeah
1: they're Maybe like try to say bubble, bubble angry
0: you can't <laughs> Maybe <yeah>. it is <laughs> and oh a light up one sorry I, I'm getting distracted by the bubbles um well last night I like got home at like 11 30 and I was like honestly just not really thinking and I was like oh I guess Kara's not home Kara's my roommate and I like almost turned on the lights I was being really loud when I walked in because I was just holding a ton of things so I was like not being the quietest I could have been and I like walk towards the light to turn it on and Kara's like dead asleep and i was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. and then the only way i could see because my phone was dead was my wobble because it glows in the dark <laughs> hey then it's, it's like, a good investment it's, it's already so helping you basically yeah six dollars well spent um and then this morning i was playing with it <laughs> this is the issues i feel like a child because i literally got home from class and i was like Gosh, I wish Kara was home so we could play with my wobble Because it's like a ball. <laughs> and I was like, this is awful. But this morning, we were playing with it for like 30 minutes. And we are like throwing it back and forth. And just like being children, essentially. And we like threw it. No, this is before Kara and I were playing with it. It was like by myself. I was just playing with it. And I like ran to get it. And I was just wearing socks. And my dorm floor is wood just wood flooring and it's really really slippery so I like ran to get it and I hit my face on the door and it busted my lip trying to play with my whoa lip. so embarrassing Ouch. nobody knew about it until this very moment but busting your lip is next level pain though I was like what on earth is happening it's like it didn't bust like the outside of my lip it's like I essentially just bit the inside of my lip really really hard and it was bleeding mm then and it was just like, tastes like Aw. iron yes I was like Gosh. <laughs> is that the is that the taste I don't know what the taste it was but I know what you're talking about and I feel like it probably like, is iron but I'm like it just tastes like blood it tastes like, like metal so yeah you're like now I'm in pain and now my mouth tastes bad <laughs> yeah exactly and then it's like if I drink water it just makes the water taste bad yeah and it like burns too for a few days you know yeah yeah and like right now I can feel it every time I talk <laughs> mm. all caused by my wobble These things can be helpful, and sometimes they can bring injuries. Yeah. You know, it's almost like it was a trial. And today... (laughs) I thought you were going to try to connect it to the Bible, and I was like, uh, was not. (laughs) But then I was like, that's (laughs) heretical. I mean, (laughs) Uh, but... (laughs) Okay, we're just going to move on. Um, Welcome to week two of our series, where we go through 1 Thessalonians, and... Last week we did chapters one and two, and this week we're doing chapter three. And honestly, you guys, it's really short and also really self-explanatory. But we're gonna talk about it because I still think it's good and worth considering. Next, the next couple of weeks have more teaching in them. So it'll be like not more interesting because I find this really, really interesting. But this is a lot of like background information, a lot of context. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of start. But we split it up into two chunks for Sophie and I. My Bible kind of did it for us. So did Sophie's. Um, but the first section is coming off of chapter two, verse 17 through chapter three, verse five. Um, it's within the section in my Bible. It's titled Paul's Longing to See Them Again. Basically, chapter two, verse 17 through three, like the entirety of three is all finishing up Paul's desire to see this church again like this church of Thessalonica that he planted like he's just longing to see them and like is talking to them and like proclaiming his adoration and like how proud of them he is and like all of these things um because he just like up and left one day um due to being persecuted I think is that right like something along those lines we talked about it last week (laughs) you should listen to that um but Because of the nature of Christianity and like persecution in the times that Paul was planting churches, he was like always on the run and always hiding. And like, also, we talked about last week that like our faith is one that causes us to go. Um, and like we just can't stay in one place and like we were called to go make disciples of all nations and paul's like purpose and calling was to go and do that so he had to move a bunch um and he left this little baby church of thessalonica um and this is him talking to them chapter three verse one says therefore when we could bear it no longer we were willing to be left behind at athens alone and we sit timothy our brother and god's co-worker in the gospel of christ to establish and exhort you in your faith um Paul sent Timothy, like one of his good, good friends to ensure that this church of Thessalonica had not fallen into persecution. He wanted them to be strengthened and encouraged. We just like up, we just, Sophie and I just looked up the definition of exhort because I was like, do you know what this means? And she was like, no. And it's just like one of those words that I like know what it means in context, but I don't know how to def- like define it. Um, And essentially it's like to strongly encourage or urge someone to do something. So Timothy is going to establish and encourage these people in their faith and like ensure they are on the right track. Like Paul left them with all of the tools, the gospel, all of these things. And he was like, okay, but I don't know how they're doing. And I haven't seen them in a bit. Let me go check on them. That's what's happening right now. In verse three, it continues and says that no one be moved by these afflictions for you yourselves know that we are destined for this. This is like where this chapter is convicting at times for me. And also like encouraging, I think it can be both at the same time, but like for you yourselves know that we are destined for this. That is like in reference to persecution, like as Christians, we are destined for trials for persecution, um, for seasons in our faith that feel like we're fighting for it. Um, and just things along those lines. And it's like, we know that. And like, we can rest in that of, like, I am not shocked when things are hard. Like I am not shocked when friends fail me. I am not shocked when I fail friends. I am not shocked when temptations are hard to overcome and like I have to rely on the Lord more and more and more and go to the Lord more and more and more while friends fail me or while family fails me or whatever it is and it's like that should not be shocking. Like th- that is something that like we can rest in and like that is something that we can be so confident in is like we are going to face trials but also we have a God who is like overcome death for us so that we don't have to face those trials alone and like that is so encouraging seeing it in first Thessalonians Paul's like he just left this church that he loves and he's like going to check on them he like knows how hard it probably has been since he's left and like he's acknowledging that and I think that's super super huge um just in relationships of like man I know you're walking through a lot right now or like I know that this life is not necessarily easy by any means. And there are seasons that it's like, this is awesome. And it's so easy to trust the Lord, but also there are seasons where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in every gray area possible. What am I supposed to do? Like, it's just hard. And like acknowledging that I think is massive. Um, it continues verse four, for when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction, just as it has come to pass, just as you know, for this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith for fear, that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. And that again is just like acknowledging like Paul loved these people and he really, really wanted them to have a faith that was like firm and built on a firm foundation and also like unwavering. Um, and like he sent Timothy to check on them because of that. So those were the first five verses. Sophie, tell me about the last few. I don't know how many it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, the second half of this chapter kind of goes along with the first chap. The first half of the chapter. Um, the title in my Bible says Timothy's encouraging report. So that gives you kind of an idea of what this is going to be about. And verse six starts about how starts talking about how Timothy um, brought this report of good news um, that the church had faith and love and um, I think that those are two, we talked about those two qualities last week, and I think that that's so cool that a church was marked by those two things, and I think like how when I was reading this, I was reflecting on like how that's what I want my life to be marked by, and so um, the fact that Timothy like reported that to Paul was really cool, and then um, it says, And long to see us as we long to see you. So um, Paul really wanted to see them. And we learn in this that the church also really wanted to see Paul, which is just kind of a recurring theme that we see throughout this chapter and throughout all of this letter, which is really cool. Just to keep seeing and keep being reminded of the love that these people had for Paul and vice versa. Um, and then verse seven says, for this reason, brothers in all our distress and affliction, we have been comforted about you through your faith. Um, and so this part was really cool for me because it was talking about how Paul was his strength was renewed, is what a commentary said. He was encouraged uh, to keep going forward because of the Thessalonians and this kind of I was reminded of when we are in community and when we are walking with other believers um, we can be encouraged by other people um, what with what they're doing with how they're living with God um, and that can strengthen us in our relationship to persevere and to keep going Um, so I think that was just pretty cool part and then verse 8 says for now we live if you are standing fast in the Lord. And so, um, then it keeps going to verse nine that says, for what Thanksgiving can we return to God for you for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God. So because of the Thessalonians faithfulness and because of their love and because they stood fast in the Lord, they, it says that they had Thanksgiving and joy. Um, and I think those are two really great words to describe all, all of how Paul feels all of what he said up to this point about this church. And you can see it that he really just does feel joy for the church. He deeply loves them. He's thankful for them. And so it's really cool just to um, see that in his writing. And then it says, as we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. This is verse 10. And this verse is really cool because... You can see that he'd been saying, like, we want to see you, like, we want to see you. But um, here you see that he's praying to the Lord, like, please make a way so that we can see this church again. Um, And then it also says um, to supply what is lacking in your faith. And so Paul had spent the first couple of chapters um, up until this point just talking about the great things that they had been doing and the ways that they had really been faithful and loving and all of the different ways that they had been being uh, faithful, like I just said. Um, But in this part, um, Paul says he wants to come back so he can continue to help them. And something that I learned when I was reading this is just, I was reminded of the idea to always be teachable because in this chapter and. that we were reading it's like okay yes the Thessalonians were great Paul loved them like you can see that so clearly in this letter but he still wanted to teach them more he still wanted them to grow in some areas so I think that's really a great reminder that the church was great they were doing great things but there was still room for them to um, grow closer to the Lord there's still room for them to be more faithful and that was really encouraging to me that there's I'm not just going to reach a point where I've got it all figured out where it's like, well, yep, this is as faithful as I can be. This is the most love that I have um, that I should continue to strive to um, be more faithful, to be more loving. Okay, and then in verse 11, it says, now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. So this is just kind of continuing from the previous verse that he prayed and that he hopes that um, the Lord will make a way. For him to see the church and then um in verse 12 we see kind of what he was also just talking about it says and may the lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so um, this is another part where he's encouraging them to love one another even more um and so he says love one another talking about the people um, around them, but then also the people outside of the church, the people in surrounding cities. He told them to love them as well. And then in verse thirteen, it says, "So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father, as the coming of our at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints." So um, this part talks about hearts being blameless and holy. And um, the word holy means to be set apart and um something that i was reading was about um how it's really easy or not really easy but can be easy to fall into the trap of having like a holy exterior um to be able to like say the right things do the right things um maybe spout out a bible verse when applicable but um the lord really cares for the holiness inside um and that change inside and so that was super convicting to me that um I talked about our hearts in this verse, it wasn't talking about our words or our actions, those are just as important. But it's talking about our hearts, which is the core, it's the center. And then the verse ends, this chapter ends reminding them um, of the coming of Jesus. And something that I was reading when preparing for this is that um, looking to Jesus returning should help should make us strive to um, pursue holiness even more. And that should be like um, an encouragement to us. And so, yeah, that's what I learned from chapter three. Chapter three is a little short, but it's full of a lot of cool stuff. So go read it if you haven't read it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm going to pray us out and that'll be it. Heavenly Father, I come to you and thanks for the opportunity to read your written word, Lord. We know that this is true. This is breathed by you and therefore we can trust it and learn from it lord you are kind and you are good i praise you for being in the business of inward transformation not just outward imitation lord help us to become more like you and let us uh, be a reflection of you and your character in our daily lives lord and um, we love you we praise you it's your sons in my praise amen amen thank you guys so much for listening this week we love you guys we are praying for you we hope you have a wonderful week Make sure to go check out our Instagram. If you haven't already, it's at our heart surrendered. There will be a link down below. Um, if you have any prayer requests, want to chat or anything, you can email us at ourheartsurrendered@gmail.com. You can also check that out down below. We have a blog. If you would like to read that, the link is also down below. So make sure to go check that out. And we'd love it. If you leave, if you would leave a rating and review wherever you're listening, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. And that's about it. So I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you guys so much for listening and let's strive to live in horror surrender this week.